Unscripted. Unshackled. Uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel Fuller. I would show anything. I'd show my hee-hee and my hoo-hoo oh. and my ha-ha. Holly O'Connor. Hey, Daddy, you want to take this to the bedroom? And Scotty the Body. I am officially not only the grill daddy, but I'm a hot grill daddy. Oh, wow. It's the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only from Hot 101.5, Tampa Bay's new hit music. Hello and welcome to the podcast. You Very can welcome. listen on Apple Podcasts. You can watch this. On Miguel and Holly's YouTube channel, where you can see other content that we do. I wanted to start the podcast today with a thought I had this weekend. Okay. Okay, okay. And let's just say that I wasn't. There were drinks involved. So you had this thought while you were drinking? Yeah. And I was like, Abe, Beyonce, (laughs) follow me on this, okay? Okay. Okay. I wrote this down actually. Oh, when thank I was, goodness! When we were talking about it, because I really wanted to remember. <sighs> I like when I write down stuff when I'm in an altered state. An mm-hmm. altered state. And then when I look at it the next day, I'm either like, "Whoa, big stuff," right, ah. or I'm like, <laughs> "I have was a thought I talking too. about." Right, and this is specifically why I wrote this down and I put in my subject line, "Don't open until podcast." Oh, oh wow! So you even knew. Mm-hmm. You were going to surprise me. So That's I was good. like, I really want to see if this is going to make sense yeah. or if we're all going to be like, all right, moving on to the next topic, Miguel. That doesn't make sense. Got it. So, okay. Here go. Here's what I said. Mm. This was Saturday. <laughs> I said, mm. life, <laughs> life thought you act out your life like the content that you consume or believe in. So my friend who's really into Star Wars, his life is he organizes his life around that good and evil story of there is there are super villains, there oh. are super good people. And so whenever he has an issue or a problem, that's how he sort of like talks about it or categorizes it in his life. Mm. Whereas another friend of mine is really into reality shows. And so everything in their life when it comes to relationships, friendships, it's like being on Big Brother. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, what did they really mean by that? Oh. Were they telling me the truth? Who's really the head of, house, head of household here? Mm-hmm. And then I put myself and I said... Oprah, especially over the last probably 10 to 15 years, before that it was like I loved those like teen type, rea- or not reality shows, but uh, dramatic shows. Like my formative years were watching Buffy and Dawson's Creek. And so that's sort of how I looked at life. And that's how I went about in relationships that there always had to be drama, but you had to overcome it. And there was a story. And then as I transitioned later on, Oprah started to become sort of my guiding light when it comes to content I consume. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm always looking for the deeper meaning behind why people do things. So instead of being mad at people, I'm like, well, what's wrong with them? What happened? What's deeper? Right. Yeah. So that was my my, my, uh, altered state thought was that people act out their lives like the content that they consume. Mm. Now, I don't know if this is everybody, but just in these particular people that I was thinking about, mm-hmm. it was clear as day to me mm. 
that that's how they live their life out. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? Mm. I think there's a little bit of truth there. But I also think maybe, like, I almost think it's a reverse. Like, in your not altered state, I think it's reverse. Like, you go after the shows in the which ways, like, you live your life. I wrote that down. Oh, did you really? And I said, or are you seeking out media that reflects your self-belief? Right, right, right. That is very true. And I also, uh, to kind of pinball off that, it's a little... I think it's a little too simple. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. This oh, isn't yeah, like is a... Because there are some people that don't consume you right. know, stuff like that. But so. it's, it's correct in that your upbringing, your... Uh, so I would put what you're, what content you're consuming mm-hmm. into part of this, like your college experience, if you went to college, mm. your work experience. Everything that we interact with shapes how we then see the world, view the world. It changes our lens a little bit. Um, but, and so I think that it's pretty on point. Um, I think that the people that do that solely are missing out a little bit Mm. on forming their own thoughts and opinions or maybe reaching out to other types of content to see what else is out there. But I, I don't really know. It feels like there's a little something in my brain that's like, there's more. Right. Well, I think that you also evolve. I think that when I look at what I used to love, um, probably like four or five years ago, um, is when my interest in Big Brother started to wane waning. a little bit. It was waning, it was. It was where I was like, all right, I would like start the season. I'd be like, oh my God, Julie Chen, but first, Big Brother, it's not summer unless you're watching Big Brother. And yeah. then a few years ago, I would like start strong. And then usually, if I were even like five episodes behind, I would still catch up. Oh. But then there was like one year where I was like, you know what? It's not worth it. Like, I just, I really don't care. Yeah. And then the next year, I was like, all right, this is it. I'm going to get back on the horse. I'm going to do it. But I find that sort of reality show, it just doesn't hold my attention anymore. Mm. Now, if you give me a good, like right now, I'm living in social commentary documentaries okay. where I love, like I'm watching this one about, so I just finished watching this one called Generation Hustle on HBO Max That's right. where it talked about our generation millennials and Gen Zs and how we have scammed people in different aspects and stuff. Yeah. Um, looking for quick money in different types of ways and it was super interesting yeah. from scam rap to um, a Ponzi scheme that a college guy did to like there's this really exclusive group of like super rich travelers that go to like the most um not wild but uh far to reach places on vacation yeah and it's this group of people that um but anyway so this young guy came from a poor family basically scammed his way in by pretending to be someone he wasn't oh Um, wow so it's just it's it's each episode is a different story yeah and it's super fascinating um, but anyway, those are the things I'm into. I'm all, I also love history stuff now. Like I'm so big into going back in time and understanding how did we get to this point in our society. Yeah. Um, but so that's where my mind is. And so I found that I don't have as much drama because I'm not into it like I was before. Not searching so, it out like you were. Right. So I don't know if it's like the chicken before the egg, like which one came first. Did I just lose interest mm. in Big Brother or did I not did I lose interest in caring about drama? Uh you lost an interest in caring about drama, which led to your 
losing interest in Big Brother. Mm. Because you wouldn't be interested in Big Brother if that wasn't part of your current mm, psyche. I don't know mm. what other word to use. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I think that does change over time. Right. So it's, I guess then it might be true that you lead that. Like mm. you lead with, with it's, it starts with you and then maybe you find, stumble upon um, media content, whatever, if we're going to liken this to, like, TV or movies. Yeah, yeah. Right. You search out, even subconsciously, maybe, mm. stuff that aligns with that belief. Uh. Uh, maybe. Because I have to believe that if you didn't like it a little bit, you wouldn't be watching it. Yeah. And, like, what happens if your Star Wars friend had never seen Star Wars? Right, right. They might still live their life by a very black and white, good and evil, Mm -hmm. because that story is not new, right? Right. So that story is the same as Harry Potter, is Mm -hmm. the same as um, any other, like, uh, uh, what was the one I was just thinking of? Lord of the Rings. Like, there's good and evil, and you pick a side and whatever. So, But I think that's a very common trope in humanity, and he may have been that way anyway, but he just happens to really gravitate towards... Found the medium for him. Yeah, that one sort of struck a chord. I find this very interesting. Yes. And I am interested in the people who don't consume a lot of TV or movies and right. what they, what they search out to guide them. Is it like podcasts? Is it I think a lot of it can be music too. Yeah. Music. Because yeah. right, okay. as I was having this conversation, I was thinking about like my fiance Abe and like we watch usually like I pick what we watch, but I always like have him watch a trailer to make sure he's interested because he has to like know what it's about. He yeah. doesn't like to just go along for the adventure. He's huh. got to like know what we're in yeah, for. I don't want to go along with an adventure either because I need to know what I'm investing my time Heck into. Yeah, it's a right. lot of episodes. Right. No, no, I get it. And so, but I was like, well, what about him? Because he, but then when I think about if he's by himself, um, and like just doing stuff, like he's going to be listening to sort of like emotional, um, rock music nice. or like alternative music. So like that sort of where he like is a no drama person, but like there's sometimes hints of anger that he doesn't um, t- sometimes let let through. Yep. And so I feel like that the music, that's what he consumes and that sort of describes who he is mm. through that. Which is another reason to take a quick sidestep. It, it does no good for anybody to ever say any music sucks. Oh, absolutely. Someone oh, yeah. finds it meaningful. Right. Yes. Oh, I think he because that was one of our I think that was one of our first like, you know, when you fight over like stupid stuff. Oh, yeah. I, I remember the story because you I, and him fought over that. Yes, we did. I was so mad because I don't remember what artist he said, but he was like, that's stupid. And I was like, <laughs> I'm fucking sorry. Who? You don't know what that means to me. You yeah. don't know how that music speaks to me. I would never. Like, I don't understand half the stuff, the people that you listen to and what they're saying. But, but it you speaks like to it, you. Yeah. Exactly. So I would never. I would just say I don't understand it. But you do. You get it. So how yeah. can you say that? And he was like, but it's stupid music. And so then we went back and forth. Yeah. Now he understands it and he gets it. Yeah. But then <laughs> I was like, oh, bitch, we about to go. Oh, we about wow. to throw some elbows up I never hill. did understand that because it, that obviously comes from the person. There's some issue with the person that is making them say that that is stupid because maybe whatever feelings those are reflecting, yeah. they're rejecting those feelings and therefore that music is stupid. I don't know. Well, I think for... It's in there somewhere. Well, I think for Abe, one of the... I heard him uh, talking to one of his best friends. This was a few months ago. 
And I, he was saying that one of the things that has changed about him since we've been together is he's become more empathetic, whereas he was never like that and he would never sort of take into consideration the other side. Well, you know, unless you're you're that way in your soul anyway, right? where do you pick that up? Right, okay. exactly. Like, you don't. And That's so- my, I have, I've had, like, numerous conversations with my person, and it really hit a fever pitch when it was like, um, like, um, Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. He was having a hard time understanding the riots. Mm-hmm. And so I really had to, like, dig deep because most people learn well when they can assimilate it or relate it to something that they're going through. Right. Yeah. And then when you make it, like, when you can parallel it, then it's finally like, oh, oh. I see. And right. so in that way, I've been able to teach some kids. He's pretty empathetic in, in a general sense. Mm-hmm. But I was like, here's how to be empathetic in this sense in which you're not getting it. Right. Right, because you you gotta help. You gotta right. help people out. Right, and he just he never would consider that. So when I sort of explain like the music thing, or um, well, just most situations that we run into, or like there was a friend that I had to sort of like cut loose at some point a few years ago, and you know when people were saying, well, why did you keep this person around for so long? And I said, well, I always feel like you want to give people the opportunity to change. Um, And so then people, some friends were like, well, it's partly your fault because you sort of like let this person continue to abuse your friendship. And then Abe actually stopped and was like, well, y'all aren't even considering why Miguel would choose to keep that person around. Mm. You're not even taking into account. And I was kind of like, that's the next level right there. I am so turned on right yeah. now that you said that. <laughs> like, yeah. look at you getting deep. Ah. Okay, bitch, I love it. I am here for it. <laughs> Consider all the feelings. Um, but I was like, yeah, ex- thank you. Thank you for saying that. Is that I take into account. I'm never just going to write someone off. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'll say it out loud because I'm pissed. <laughs> but I've said it a couple times yeah. where I'm like, you know what? They, I am not friends with them anymore. And then a week later, I'm like, all right, I'm over it. It's, 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 I, I've moved on. Um, Everybody yeah. can only, this is what I really try to remember. And I haven't had many issues lately at all with people that I feel angry with mm. and the people that I do get angry with are namely like my core when I say that I mean my mother and right. I know why like I know where that comes from yeah, right think, yeah but random strangers don't make me angry too often except remember that incident where some woman assumed that I was PMSing because mm. I was bitchy right and that really pissed me off um but then after I talked about it on the air I and I literally said it out loud because when you get in your own head, sometimes you can't hear the whole picture. Mm-hmm. But when I finally talked it out, I was like, you know, she's probably heard that her whole life towards her. Mm-hmm. And you only can see things as far as your lens let you, lets you see. Right. So if that's what's modeled to you and you've never had anybody tell you that it's not a great thing to say to mm. other women or if your group of women says that about each other behind right. each other's you backs yeah. like that's the only place you know to come from mm. and y- instead of like a lot of people a lot of people when they get angry their first thing is to lash out at the person that triggered them yeah. right. when it's really about you like the person i don't know this woman right why are you lashing out at me but she lashed out at me and it's because she hasn't been able to figure out how to deal with her anger yet. And mm. so she lashed out at me with the one thing that probably has been said to her before. It's a very natural thing, but it really hurt my feelings. Right. And so by me saying that out loud, A, it reminded me other people can only reflect to you what they know themselves. Right. 
and th- and that if they have issues that they haven't dealt with yet, then mm. they're just going to be bleeding all onto you with their shit. Literally. And also, I could have done a better job at thinking, well, where is this coming from? Mm, Instead of just yeah. being like, oh, some bitch pissed me off. <laughs> I'm going to throw her out <laughs> on the air now. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, mm. I probably see where she's coming now. It's it's an interesting dynamic when you start to realize that people are only giving you what they know how to give. And when they hurt, hurt people, hurt people. Yes, hurt Good people, reminder. hurt people. Um, Scott, I'm curious for the content about you. Like, what would you say would be, like, what's your fandom? What is your, the thing that you consume or that you, so like I said, mine would be, like, the story arc of my life or how I look at situations. It's, um like, very Oprah-esque. Mm. Uh, but then also I would say there's a little bit of Harry Potter in it, too, where, magical things happen that there are magical elements at life that sort of like help you out um that's why i love the story of harry potter yeah 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 i think that well i mean first of all like the number one thing i consume is like biographies about people like autobiographies or biographies of like learning people that are extremely successful and what they did to get there Mm. because i'm very goal driven i'd say that's a huge quality of me like i'm just always thinking of like what can i do next what can i do next to a fault at this point but now it's like i also do watch a lot of like rom-coms and that, I think, also gives me the element of, like, I am a romantic. Like, I'm having a hard time being single because I'm like, man, I don't want to just fuck around. Like, I really don't. Like, I know I need to and just the, just see life and just be me for a little bit. But it's very hard because I love the idea of love. Yeah. And I do feed that by, like, literally I will watch rom-coms openly. I love it. Or, you know, just people in general in relationships. I just love that idea of it. So biographies and rom-coms are a huge part of it. Or comedies. But... That's, like, the main two, I'd say. And then not, like, for a while I wasn't really big into fantasy until, like, the pandemic started a year ago. And I dove into Harry Potter, and that's when I started reading. Like, that's another way. A lot of my media is just reading. Yeah. But that's where I get my biographies from. Like, I'll just read people's stories, like The Rock or Kevin Hart or Ellen DeGeneres or Steve Harvey. Like, I've read their stories, and I want to do, like, because they do things that I want to do. And I'm like, okay, what do they do? So that's kind of how I base like, what I do every day off of. Mm. Yeah. Holly, what about you? Um, That's an interesting question. I always am on the search for who the fuck I am. I don't know. It's, mm. It changes. It's it's constantly evolving. Right. Um, so. I mean, I would say Harry Potter absolutely. for you. Oh, in the overarching, overarch, in the grand scheme, it's uh, Harry Potter, I would say. And I think for me, it's less about good versus evil as it is about... Um, the gray area, mm. because obviously, part of Voldemort is in Harry, right? right? So like you've got mm. both, and I gravitate towards that, and mm. I gravitate towards like you know, um, like I loved, and I didn't even know I loved it at the time, but this says a lot about who I am today. Like I liked seeing Voldemort's backstory and right. being like, well, how the hell did this most evil wizard of all time become this way? Mm-hmm. And That's I think it, for me, it's all about. How did a, how did someone get to be who they are? Yep. Mm. Especially the quote unquote bad guys. Right. I love a good like it's a little bit heartbreaking, but another a movie that I found fascinating was The Joker. 
mm. with yes. Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. I thought that was masterfully done. And I got actually angry at someone on Facebook. This is, I think this probably contributed to my shutdown of Facebook, too. Some person that I was friends with, but I'm not really friends with. I don't know who they are, but they were like, well, the Joker was just a coward. And I was like, oh, boy, you don't, missed. don't, nope, don't trigger me with this because I will shoot you. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> shoot you with my words. Yeah, yeah, it bam, just, bam. It's just, I, I, I get irritated when I'm like, I, this is so unfortunate because I like having conversations with people and going deeper. Someone like that doesn't want to. And so I was like, well, that's not a person for me. Right. Um, so like that, that type of thing. But what, here's an interesting little point. So Harry Potter, yes. Um, I like the struggle for the fight for good, which I think is why I like Handmaid's Tale. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing. But what I've recently discovered is that I'm starting to have a really hard time with hopelessness and violence. Mm. And I never used to. I watch pretty much anything, which is weird because you would think like, okay, well, that's the Joker seems kind of both of those things. But for me, I could find like the root of what happened. Yeah. And it was like psychologically interesting to me. Well, and it's not just gratuitous violence in it. There is a reason. It's, there's a motivation behind it. Right. In, in the Joker. It is. But I just feel like, um, so remember a while back I had borrowed that movie from Drew, our across the our next door neighbor in the hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does the afternoon show on the bone. And it was this movie, California, with Brad Pitt and David Duchovny and Juliette Lewis. And for some reason we had gotten to talking about it on Twitter. And I kept it for like a very long time. Finally watched it. Right. And it was a great movie. But I was also really it didn't sit well with me for several days. Wow. It was one of those weird lingering feelings oh. where it would just sort of pop, parts would pop up in my head and I would just feel, because huh. again, that's got a lot of psychological backstory and I could see where everything was coming from, but it was like, it didn't sit right. Mm. And so my person and I recently within this last month decided, because he'd never seen any of the Godfather movies. Mm. I had seen the first one and I thought I had seen the second one, but I, I did not yep. because when I saw it this weekend, I was like, this is new. Um, So when we watched the Godfather and then especially when we watched the Godfather part two this past weekend, parts of it just stuck with me. Mm. Like not fun parts, like stuff that I was like, uh, I don't like how I feel right now. Right. And I think it's because I can feel those emotions that I'm watching. Right. And so I need to start being a little more mindful and careful about what I do consume. Yeah. Because yeah. I take it on. I, I take on those. And it's so, it's very sad, especially in The Godfather Part Two, which if you've never seen, I mean, it's it's a good film. Obviously, it's a classic for a reason. Long as hell. Mm. Um, but it parallels the story between, like, the original Godfather, Vito Corleone, and his trip from Italy over here. And then, like, if you saw the first one, then, like, the second Godfather, like, his son, Michael Corleone, and his new empire. And it parallels them. And it's just so heartbreaking because you're like, how... Uh, like there was almost no choice. They probably mm. had a choice, but they didn't know they did. And ah, and I just, it's like, it's hard for me to shake. It's still with me today. And we yeah. watched it on Saturday night. Mm. So mm-hmm. I have to start be care- being careful about what I consume and really understand what I'm about to watch so that it doesn't affect me in a negative way for days after. Right. It's It's interesting when it comes to what you consume and how it, 
can just sort of like lay on you. Even if you don't realize it. Because right. I'm now through a lot of therapy and a lot of understanding who I am as a human, I'm very sensitive to that type of stuff. I mm-hmm. call it like being an empath, which it is. And there may be more to it like on a spiritual level. And I'm sort of starting to embrace that part of me. But it it's for everyone. Right. You just may not realize it like consciously. I can feel it. I know mm-hmm. how I feel afterward. Mm-hmm. It does something to everyone, whether or not they know it. Right. Well, that's what was the, oh, gosh, trash in, trash out or something like that. Like they would say, like, you become what you consume. Yeah. When it comes to. Because your diet isn't just what you eat. It's what you consume. Yeah, Absolutely. that makes sense. All and that. so when it comes to the music, the uh, content that yeah. you watch online or the stuff that you're reading, mm-hmm. you know, that is what you become. Yeah. I mean, and that's what well, you I, see. Yeah. Right. And I used to watch CNN all the time. Like. I would come home, and that was was sort of like the default channel that Mm. CNN would always be on. But then with, you know, the past five years of political life, it's just been so nasty and so sad that I had to stop. Like, I remember I used to, back in the day, I would fall asleep with, like, Anderson Cooper on, and I would watch it. But then I noticed that my stomach would, like, be, like, you know, like that nervous energy that you get when, you know, like something is about to happen in a movie or yeah. something scary. Like, that's how my stomach would feel as I was, like, falling asleep. And I was like, I don't like that. So then that's when I started watching. I would have, like, a documentary or, like, a history explainer on Netflix. Um, or now sometimes it's Outlander. Mm. And I just sort of watch it on. But then it can't be on, like, a battle scene. It's got to be, like, one of those episodes where I know the good emotional stuff is going to happen because mm-hmm. then it kind of just floats me on to sleep. Yeah. Um, but it to me, that was a perfect example of what you consume. And it, it can totally uh, affect your emotional, uh, physical, yes. physical being as well. Yeah. The mental does affect the physical. It can. It's so... Like, your brain is so powerful. It's just, that's why, you know, they do all these special things when you've got, like, Moffitt Cancer Center here, mm-hmm. and they just now started, didn't you do a story about this guy? Yeah, when a guy walks around, he literally plays classical music, just yes, room to room. that's yeah. what it was. Mm-hmm. And I know that they recently started allowing, like, like uh, therapy dogs, yeah. I think. And they do this because mentally, it's going to help you out physically. Right, right. So it's just, I'm glad to know that my altered state um, yes. thoughts actually made one. somewhat sense. And I'm they glad did. I, I really think they did. I'm, I'm glad I wrote my, myself an email. But I will Good say, discussion. too, before we, before we go, is when I think about when I got attached to Harry Potter, I was a freshman in high school feeling lost because I'd finally gotten my groove in middle school, eighth grade, and then I felt like I was in this big, rich high school, you know, rich white people Poor black boy from south of the county, mm-hmm. no money. At that time, I had just moved in with my grandmother, um, and she would, we were in her retirement apartment where I slept on the couch, and so I didn't have many possessions. And so when I remember reading that first Harry Potter book, and I was like, I mm. am Harry. Yep. You, yes, connected. you were so I connected. connected. And I was like, I hope that, one day something will come and rescue me. Like someone will take me out of this situation that I'm in right now. And then I realized as I got older, well, that that's me. I've got to do that. I've wow. got to be my savior. I've got to be my own Dumbledore. Mm. 
Mm. Um, and so. Well, it was it was really quick. It's a turning point. I think mm. I saw a TikTok on this mm. where it was like, look at that scene in book six where, you know, Dumbledore is taking Harry to that that place in the rocks where they're going to get that one of the Horcruxes. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so, you know, he's like, okay, you know, he's there, and he doesn't feel really that afraid because he's got Dumbledore, and right. he's like, he's going to make this okay, even though this seems slightly terrifying. Mm-hmm. Dumbledore's here. Then Dumbledore drinks the stuff, and Harry's like, we got to get out of here, and Dumbledore's like, I'm okay, Harry, I'm with you. And that's, mm-hmm. when, this, that's when it changes, and Harry realizes it's such a pivotal moment that he's, the one. Right. He's got to do it. Dumbledore's mm-hmm. not there to save him. He's got to be save. the guy. Mm-hmm. And it's and I didn't even think about that, but it's like that was such a pivotal moment, and you don't, it's not like, they're not written with bells and whistles, but it's right. like, oh, hey, it's been the changing of the guard here. I'm just here to help you on your journey. Absolutely. And so to me, that's why for so long Harry Potter was such a big part and continues to be a big part of my life is because I had to learn that, there is no one that's going to swoop up and, and, and scoop me up and save me. It's It's got to be myself. But I'm grateful for all the people that helped me on that journey, just like Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. In order for him to achieve that, he wouldn't he couldn't have done it without Ron and right. Hermione and uh, Professor McGonagall and everybody. And Dumbledore. And Dumbledore. And they all came together as a force. Absolutely. And they helped him along the way. And I feel like that sometimes. So. Hey. Hey. Look at that. Look at that full circle. I love oh. that. I do. I love me some Harry Potter. I have my whole little corner. Yes. I love it. All right, Scott, what's all of your social media? <laughs> At Scott Tavlin, S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N. Holly. Radio Holly, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Miguel Fuller for me, M-I-G-U-E-L-F-U-L-L-E-R. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all those fun places. If you want some Miguel and Holly stickers, just shoot me an email, miguel at hot1015tampabay.com, and please leave a review. We would really appreciate it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, and vote for us as one of the top podcasts on Podcast Magazine. Yeah! Well, hopefully we'll make the top 50 like we did last month because of you. We'll see you Wednesday. Catch up up with the previous episodes of the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast from Hot 101.5. Just hit up the Hot 101.5 app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Search Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Uncensored.